I'm Kyle. Okay, here's where y'all are so wrong because y'all are idiots. And I'm Drew with a U. As the boss of this podcast, I'm going to say... And I'm Handsome Drew. First of all, you're on my podcast, so like you're going to listen to me <laughs> talk. All right, that's part, of the, that's part of the deal. My name's in the title. And this is not... And this is not... And this is not... This is not the podcast you deserve. Welcome to episode 150 of Not the Podcast You Deserve, and we've got a bracket episode this week as we break down the best movie of 2022. Which movie is that, you ask? The three of your hosts here, myself, Kyle, supposedly handsome Drew, and Drew with a U, put together a list of our 12 favorite movies of 2022. We ranked them. These were then put into a formula and spat out our top 10. As a podcast. Now you might be asking, Kyle, I've seen March Madness. Don't all brackets have to be the power of two somehow? <laughs> yeah. 64, 32, 16, 8, 4? And the answer is yes, they do. There's a what's the math term for that? A factor um, of four. I can't. It's a factor of two. No, a factor yeah. ten is a factor of two. So you You're need a factor, factor of four. Of squared. What's a, it's a number that's gotta be able to be squared. Parallelogram. Uh, parentheses. Pimdas. Uh, Pimdas. Wow. My. <laughs> the point of it being, it's really freaking hard to make a bracket with only ten. It's. It seems like sixteen is the sweet spot, but one of our hosts didn't watch sixteen new movies. Didn't seem like it was uh, fair to drag this out too long. So we made a really interesting bracket. I listened to three different YouTube. I watched three different videos on YouTube of professors explaining how to make a bracket with 10 teams on a one-sided bracket. And um, so I feel fairly confident this is correct, even though it doesn't look right in in my brain. Um, But I get why the NCAA basketball tournament just goes with 64 and works its way down from there (laughs) because it's super difficult to do anything other than a a squared number. Uh, That being said, uh, we've got our top 10 and we are ready to rock. Can I just say before we get started... What's up, man? Uh, that I hate both of you, and I am not <laughs> ready to listen to either of your dumb opinions. And I should. You're be already ready to rights. fight. That's yes. good. That's good because we got a play-in game for the tenth seat. What? After all of oh, I guess that would be a solution to the problem. I was about to say after all of that, you didn't even get ten. <laughs> no, we got we uh, we had eleven because okay. the last okay. two were tied. And uh, let's see here, the menu. Mm, which yummy. was ranked number four by me and number 11 by Drew Allen. It's tied in point totals with See How They Run, which <laughs> Drew Allen ranked as the second best movie of the year <laughs> and nobody else voted for Amazing. It. <laughs> so Drew, Drew the U, the two movies that you were the champion of this year end up having to battle to the death to yes. get the 10th seed, which is tough for everybody. I, I feel like it's only tough for one this. of us. I think it just, it just seems say. like Proper. see how they run. Just really didn't have a strong strength of schedule, right? Like they didn't have yeah. as many quality wins. Yeah, uh, you know the menu had a rocky start, but really battled back, and they have a lot of momentum. I think coming into the into the tournament here. So, see, that's where I would argue with you because for me, the menu started off so strong, and then the further I got away with it out from it, the more cracks started to appear. That's why I have it so low on my list. And it, it, they're not really... I think it's still an enjoyable movie. But the more I got away from it, the more I looked back and I was like, you know what? There really wasn't a twist 
in this movie. They kind of just told you what was going to happen, and then you just kind of watched it happen. Wasn't that the genius of it? It was so good. The the twist was that that Nicholas Holt's character was so terrible. (laughs) He he knew what was going on and was just like, I'm here for it. This is great. Yeah. Um, So this is going to be pretty easy for me. Uh, as I ranked one of these in my top five, and I didn't rank the other one at all. See How They Run is a fine movie. Um, it's not great by any means. Uh, it's it's enjoyable, but it's not great. Uh, so, Crawford, you know my vote. You know Drew Allen's vote. I think, Drew Allen, you're going with See How They Run? Yeah, it's the second best movie of the year. Uh, I don't know if it's you watched sure it in the right mood or... It's sure not. Uh... Well, it, it, again, it wasn't a bad movie. It just there was nothing about it that was great. It was fun. Sharonin, nothing great. Phenomenal. Sam Rockwell. Uh, Crawford, have you great. seen either of these movies? No, I have not seen either of oh, these God. movies. I have watched the trailers for both, though, and actually watched oh, for the great. first time. Watched the trailer for See How They Run like uh, yesterday or two days ago, and nice. I was like, I wonder what my co-hosts have been talking about this whole time. Let's find out. And I saw the trailer and I said, that looks cute. Yeah, it's it fine. It's cute. I would say, I would argue it's pretty cute. Yeah, you're right. I'll give you that. And maybe I I unfairly uh, rank cuteness high up on my list. The menu made you, the menu you walked out of the movie theater and you had questions and you were pondering things and it invoked, it evoked uh, emotion and thought. And see how they run at the end, you went, well, I that was two hours and it's now over. So uh, that was for me at least. Um, Crawford, seeing that you didn't see either of these movies. Uh, I can't wait to, to hear what your tie-breaking answer is. Well, par for the course, I'm going to make my decision based on trailers. Uh, as I, I just mentioned, say, Olaf. I think, wow, Olaf yeah. presents. Uh, I vote for Wally. No, the... Uh, <laughs> how dare you. As I just mentioned, I think See How They Run looked like I would have a fun time watching that movie. It looks like a cute hour and a half, two hours or whatever. Um, it would be... Like, basically, if uh, Wes Anderson did a murder mystery is what it makes me feel like. And I think I would enjoy the movie. And I don't think I would need to see it That was it pretty again. dead on, actually. Yeah. And Wes then, Anderson doing a murder mystery was pretty dead on. Yeah. yeah. And then the menu looked like a new kind of film. Uh, looked like a new original story. Looked like some characters that I'd be pretty captivated by, even if I hated them. Based on the trailer, I think I'm going to hate most of those characters. But it looks like it would be still really fun and interesting and captivating. And I also love Ray Fiennes, and I love getting to say his name. So I'm going to vote for the menu because, based on the trailer, I think it looked like a more original story. And I think that I would like to say Ray Fiennes' name one more time. (laughs) It's like Perfect. living with six-year-olds. <laughs> That's so. The play-in game, ten v ten, the menu and see how they run. The menu wins, and it wins the right to battle number seven in the next round. So when you have a bracket of ten, apparently one through six basically get a buy for the brackets to work out. Huh. So Whoa. eight v nine in what I'm calling the round of four in this bracket. Uh, eighth seed is Glass Onion, and the ninth seed is Top Gun Maverick. Apologies. Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. Thank you. Thank you. He's a nice I didn't know what movie we were talking about at first. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
the fact that Top Gun Maverick got up to nine is wild to me. Yeah. Um, I believe Crawford had Maverick as his second favorite yep. movie of the year. Yep. Which is bananas. That movie was awesome. Have you only seen two movies that have come out this year? No, I've seen several movies, and most of them were garbage, and I didn't put them on the list. All right, <laughs> like sorry, it's not Morbin time. All right, it's it's not it's never Morbin time. But sorry, it's not Morbin time. <laughs> yeah, um, there there so, are lots that just didn't deserve to be on mentioned in the same breath as best movie, but Top Gun Maverick is one of them. I feel very strongly about this. Top Gun Maverick, fun movie. I don't think it's a great movie by any means, but it was fun. And I think it was, I haven't seen Glass Onion, so. Uh, <gasps> what? Okay. So I'm also going Top Glass Gun Onion, Maverick. Glass Onion, a Knives Out story. It's a Knives Out I'm mystery, dadgummit. And also, <laughs> I agree with you that Top Gun Maverick was a good movie. Uh, I would, in fact, I would say half of it is a great movie, and the other half of it is Tom Cruise and Jennifer Connelly. Uh, kind of falling in love, um, which is okay. That's fine. I enjoyed that part too, actually. But Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery, was exciting and exhilarating through and through, start to finish, from Puzzle Box to however that movie ended. It had me glued to the <laughs> screen. I just don't want to ruin it this early sure. in the in the bracket. That, that's um, fair. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and it when... kind of doubles back on itself. When Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery had a shot where a knife was missing out of the kitchen, I was like, all right, now the knives are out, baby. It's time. Uh, also, a red herring never shows up again, so don't get excited. The knives basically stay in. That adds up. Yeah. That's uh, nice allows it to be a Knives Out Mystery. But that's what... Because one of them... Yeah. I get it. I, I see what they did there. That's clever. Yeah. And that's why it gets my vote. Boom. One-to-one... Maverick v. Glass. Onion. Uh, so, Crawford, I believe it's up to you now. All right. Hey, well, I'm going to go with Top Gun Maverick. This movie... Shocker. ...was oh, wow. one, of, one of... I was so mad that they kept pushing it back during COVID. And I was like, just release the movie. Nobody cares. Just release the movie. We just want to see it. Give us Top Gun. And... I was so glad they waited because seeing that in theaters was so awesome. I went and saw it in like one of the XD ones where my, my chair shook and the, the, the sound was all around me and it was awesome. Uh, <laughs> there was very cool visual effects. Uh, all the fighter scenes were awesome. Uh, it did a good job of being a sequel nostalgia movie without being just that movie redone again 30 years later, um, which I feel like most of the time that's what people do is like, they're like, hey, you know that movie you love from 1985? We did the same movie. Hope you pay hmm. for it. And there was a, a good amount of nostalgia nod and, and handing the audience kind of that wink to the camera. Remember when you liked that one in the first one? We kind of did it again. But then they did a good job, I think, of creating a new story on top of that ushering in yeah. uh something else star wars and <laughs> it was it was a great movie and one of the best of the year you gotta talk it, it's very strikingly similar to star wars well in what i way? mean if it's a great story why change it <laughs> we gotta we gotta take our ship up this impossible thing and 
shoot a thing the size of a wombat, whatever. Uh, wombat. So for it to be the same movie as Targeting System would have had to have gone out during the mission. <laughs> right. Oh, wait. If he Dad had just Gummit. closed his eyes and done it, yeah, that would have been great. Okay, Top Gun Maverick moves on. Uh, the next uh, game in the round of four, 7th seed Black Panther 2 Wakanda Forever versus 10th seed The Menu. This is tough huh. for me. This is a tough one. Do you seem like I really liked Black Panther too? Yeah, yeah. I really liked it. And these are two. I also love the menu. Yeah, and they're two very different movies. I'm having difficulty yeah. comparing them in my head. One's like an epic superhero story, and the other one's kind of like a small, little mind psychological thriller game type thing and i don't know if you can compare those two on a lot of areas yeah yeah i think the fun part about this is i didn't make any stipulations like which one was more fun or which one would you see again in terms of your ranking you said to rank them on your gut feeling so that way when you get them paired uh two movies against each other again on gut feeling i think i would rather see black panther 2 again than see the menu again hmm so I'm going the menu. <laughs> no, never mind. I'm going Black Panther 2. I'm going Black Panther 2. Yeah, I'm going Black Panther 2. All right. Are you locking in? Is that your yep, final I'm answer? Locked. Okay. Man, I'm just... It's like I, I can't compare them on scale, on action, on cast. I guess maybe on cast because there's about the same amount of major characters. It's just one's dealing with a bunch of cities and armies and the other one's dealing with 12 obnoxious guests 12 people in one room yeah yeah it's a boiler episode it's like trying to do the boiler episode of community versus the paintball episodes of um, community yeah a bottle episode um it is the boiler episode was the bad one i'll go ahead and tell you alive that i haven't seen either of these movies and i'm deeply ashamed of that fact um I'm going to make my vote based off the one that I would go see tonight and the one I've been trying to see for a while, but I don't see movies by myself. So, and <laughs> which is uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Mm, okay. Seals the vote. All right. It moves on. I think I would also have voted for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. I was leaning yeah. that way, but I just wanted to give the menu some more time. Just give it a chance. Ray yeah. Fines. Um, I got <laughs> to say it one more time. <laughs> One more time, you nailed it. Uh, this gets us to the Elite Eight, uh, where we haven't even talked about seeds one through six yet. Here we go. The first matchup, ninth seed, Top Gun Maverick, is going up against the number one overall seed, Bullet Train. Crawford, <laughs> you've got some, you, you're going to have to make a tough choice here. No chance. Yeah, that is tough. That's rough. Because Bullet Train is incredible, and Top Gun Maverick is just okay. And I need to hear you say those words as you advance it to the next <laughs> I will not say those words. There's no way you'll get those. You won't get that out of me. Not those words in that specific order. <laughs> Drew, with a U, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not going to throw away my shot here. I'm going bullet train, and I don't even think I need to explain why. But I will. It's the most fun movie <laughs> of the year. It, nonstop action. Much like a bullet train, it's so fast it never slows down. And barring maybe one character, I loved every 
person in it. Like I think they all did a phenomenal job, barring one. And we'll get into that as we kind of break it Joey down. Joey King. Yeah, I don't think she brought much to that role. She a huge nose. Okay. Wow. Uh, it was just the like, her scenes just clang next to everybody else's. Everybody else is just crushing and knows exactly what they're doing. And it seemed like she knew what she wanted to do, but it just does not come across on the screen. That being said, I'm still voting for the movie overall. Bullet Train. Crawford, to you. Um, I love Bullet Train, and I've talked about it a lot on on this podcast as well as we all have. Um, it was one that I didn't see in theaters, but I did buy it as soon as it became available, and then it came out on Netflix for free, and I was glad I bought it. Um, <laughs> let this let this be a lesson to you, Hollywood. I'll I'll pay for your movie. Just let me have it in my home. <laughs> Don't make me go to the theater by myself. I won't do it. Let me have it on my couch by myself. I'll pay you for it. I'll pay you more than what I would have paid to go to the theater. So just just give me the movie, all right? Um, I thought Brad Pitt did a phenomenal job. I thought that there were fun twists. I thought there were lots of fun characters. Um, oh, I'm going to mess it up, but was it like Lemon and Tangerine? Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those that dynamic between the two of them was very, very fun. Um, lots of good action, lots of very funny dialogue, uh, lots of great cutscenes and backstory. And I'm gonna vote Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> they worked in Val Kilmer's character in a great way that I thought was very respectful. Of, My vote goes to Bullet Train. Uh, Bullet Train Top Gun Maverick is now dead where it belongs to me, where it deserves to be. It deserves to be down. Um, that gets like us. Goose. <laughs> Just like Goose, we hit eject too late. Um, the next matchup is Seed 4, Everything Everywhere All at Once versus Seed 5, RRR. And these is wow. these are arguably the two most ridiculous movies yeah. that came out in 2022, and I'm pretty torn. So I'd like you guys to to figure it out because I still am searching myself. For I'll this start. Answer. I'll start. I only saw one of these movies, so this advances. Dang it! Uh, pretty quickly for me on one. RRR uh, for your boy. It's a three-hour epic. It's a three-hour epic so where good. I mean, honestly, anybody who told you they knew what was coming in that movie is lying to you. (laughs) Every 20 minutes, you're going, where did that... Okay, yeah, let's do it. Oh, Where did that come from? If there was one movie that had more confusing and unforeseen turns, it was everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah. Like, if you want to talk about a multiverse movie really utilizing the multiverse... Like, this is the number one multiverse movie that came out. And there was a Marvel movie called The Multiverse of Madness that also came out this year that did not make my list, I don't think. Um, I am going to put my vote in for everything, everywhere, all at once. I like RRR. It's a three-hour epic. It's really fun and great. And I love how big they go in that story. However, I think everything, everywhere, all at once is more specifically me. And I was just loving everywhere they went with that, from the uh, fanny pack fight scene to the sausage finger piano love interest, the Mm. WWE um, 
Uh, what's her name? Short round. Short. Ugh. Yeah, he made a reappearance. Michelle Yeoh. Oh my gosh, I want her in everything. Yeah, everywhere. Oh man, this is All tough because these are two of my favorite movies of the year, and they're so ridiculous. They're so much fun. Ooh, but gun to my head, I think RRR has got to advance. No, I think it has to. No. Because in only one of these movies did someone throw a tiger. <laughs> and then punch a bear in the face and so oh man but that makes me sad because i really did love everything everywhere all at once but i think that rr has got too much too much staying power um therefore it advances in a very very close 4v5 match a very close matchup um that one was that one hurt me inside uh, but we'll be better because of it we'll be better for it um when we make it to the other side here um, okay, the next matchup is two seed two versus seed seven, which seed two is the unbearable weight of massive talent. Wow. The fact that this is the second seed That's blows crazy. my mind how you guys are so bad at watching movies. I think this got bolstered up because Yep, this is Crawford's favorite movie of the year. <laughs> yep. No, you don't feel bad about that at all. Nope, I feel very confident. <laughs> Perfect. Um, while the unbearable weight of massive talent was a ton of fun, and Pedro Pascal was awesome, and Nick Cage was oddly enough like the most subdued he's been in like fifteen years. Uh, I'm going Black Panther two Wakanda Forever on this one. Uh, the unbearable weight was fun, but uh, I'm going Black Panther two. What about you, Drew with the U? Yeah, I mean this is also kind of a tough one. Uh... I don't, I don't know what other movies are on our list, but Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, seems like the most standard superhero big action film with a lot of stakes that we've, we've seen. Just a very clear-cut movie. An unbearable weight of massive talent is anything but clear. And it's, it's so confusing watching an actor play himself as a character, also playing against himself as a former version of himself. Um, it's a lot to process there. Yeah, but Pedro they Pascal... They gave us a lot to process. <laughs> yeah. Pedro Pascal's never made a bad movie, and I think he's going to clinch this one for me. He really? acted in this movie for us as the viewer who love Nicolas Cage movies, and to be as big a fan without, without being like crazy weird. You know, like sometimes when you're like, you have these characters in movies, like, I'm a super fan. Nothing you can do could be wrong. But there are multiple mm-hmm. times where Pedro Pascal's character is like, mm, that is, that's not right, Nicolas Cage. And like corrects him and argues with him. I thought that was a really cool dynamic. And I loved how they played off each other. And you just had fun making that movie. So I will throw my vote in for the unbearable weight of massive talent. Crawford, I guess I don't need to ask you. So unbearable weight of massive talent moves on. Um, it's just upsetting. Mm, that one hurts a little bit. Uh, no, but you know what? That was still a fun movie. I had a blast in the movie. Did, uh, Drillon, didn't we watch that together? Yes. yes we saw we that one together, didn't we? Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Dale. Was, Dale took yeah. us to go see this movie. <laughs> Very memorable. Um, that was a lot. That was a lot of fun. Um, good movie. Good movie. Um, the next matchup, Seed 3 versus Seed 6, the last matchup in the Elite Eight. The Adam Project is Seed 3 versus... Doctor Strange 2, Into the Multiverse of Madness. Oh, it did make it. This is a very interesting matchup. 
Because you have possibly the best Marvel film of the year versus arguably the best non-Marvel film of the year. <laughs> and somehow they got ranked three and six. Um, I'm going to be straight up with you guys. I loved Multiverse of Madness. Sam Raimi can do no wrong. Uh, that's not true. Sam Raimi knows <laughs> how to make an entertaining movie, though. Uh, thought it was a blast. Had a great time. It is one of the campiest superhero movies of all time. And that's saying something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I still enjoyed it a whole lot. I think the the massive CGI fight scene at the end is a little overboard. That being said, still enjoyed the movie. The Atom Project. Guys, that's the best movie of 2022. I don't know what we're talking about. I freaking love The Atom Project. Ryan Reynolds, young kid who might as well be Ryan Reynolds' little clone. How does it get better than that? I freaking love this movie. It's... It's E.T. meets Deadpool. It was so much fun. I freaking love The Atom Project. I, I vote The Atom Project. And I would very much like someone else to vote Atom Project as well. Can I get an amen? Cricket sounds. Cricket sounds. Oh, crap. God dang it. What I can tell you, though. Uh, Atom Project, great movie. Very fun. I liked Ryan Reynolds being kind of like a mentor figure. Except it's to himself as a kid, and he goes back to save his mom, and there's a lot of fun stuff. He has got his future time girlfriend, and Mark Ruffalo's there. Um, yeah, so it's a it's a fun time. Uh, Multiverse of Madness, however, has one of the greatest scenes ever of Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff tearing to shreds yeah. John Krasinski as Mr. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And the amount of hurt I felt in that moment (laughs) being stripped from what I didn't even know I needed, which was John Krasinski in my MCU. Is this before or after Black Bolt gets it in the head via his no mouth? After. After? Black Bolt was the first one. Yeah. 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 That was just starts off a brutal scene. And it's incredible. I do remember that feeling in the theaters just going... Oh no, I'm in for a very different movie than what yeah. I thought I was yeah. in for at that moment when Black Bolt's head gets blown up. Yeah. And when it went that dark, I was, it won me over and it won uh, uh, my vote as well in that moment. Mm. Okay, and Crawford, comes down to you, big guy. The Multiverse of Madness had a lot of really fun and good Uh-oh. entertaining scenes, like what Drew was just talking about. The, the scene with the, uh, the Illuminati or whatever they're called. Uh, mm-hmm. And all those cameos and seeing Wanda just be so overpoweringly cool. Um, you got to see a lot of cool things. I thought Benedict Cumberbatch did really well, even playing like, you know, the broken Doctor Strange from the other time with a third eye. Uh, Bruce Campbell was there. Always fun. <laughs> uh, but I thought overall the movie was like a 7 out of 10. With a lot of like 10 out of 10 scenes, if that makes okay. sense. I, like I, thought, going. I thought the Adam Project was so great. Bow, yes. I love, I love Ryan Reynolds. Bring it home, big I guy. love him so much. I love that this was a story about fathers and sons. It was a, mm-hmm. it was a uh, heartfelt tearjerker that also mm-hmm. had sci fi and Deadpool humor and all the things that i love uh it was 
probably one of the more fun movie watching experiences I had in the year. Um, just short of Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> so, so you're going Adam Project. I'm yeah? going to vote the Adam Project. Oh, heck yeah. Let's go. Have you ever seen uh, a project that you put a lot of work into transition into something you're embarrassed to have your name tied with? Because this podcast, yes. I've been, <laughs> I've been like, elbowed like eight out of ten episodes that we every yes. time in this dang episode. <laughs> I feel like I'm a third party. I'm the green party. My vote doesn't even matter. No, Drew. That's just what losers. But I can't say. wait to get outvoted on the next two, which are this is a big downer. Do you want to do you want to try a different transition? Maybe one that's not such a downer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So instead, I'm going to gear up to win you over with an incredible monologue speech for one of these next two movies. To the final four! We got Bullet Train versus RRR, the two most action-packed, ridiculous, fun movies of the year. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. I have no idea. It's so obvious. I don't know how you don't see it. (laughs) I don't know. I love them both. I had such a great time in both. Drew, I you... laughed until I cried in both. I stood out of my chair and went, yes, in both movies. It's crazy that RRR has gotten to go up against the wackiest movies. Yeah. Because there is nothing crazier than RRR, which takes a lot of punch out of the other movies. That <laughs> sure. being said, Bullet <laughs> sure. Train has one of the coolest walks of Aaron Taylor Johnson walking down yeah, yeah, the train. Yeah. His character is so great. Lemon and Tangerine have the greatest dynamic. They're like a little buddy cop, but not cop, buddy gangster duo. And I don't know if you caught that they have the same song. My wife pointed this out to me, Tiffany Cox, who does, Tiffany Allen, who does the uh, all of the art for our podcast, just so you know. Um, but they have the same song playing in the background of all of their scenes, just by different people at different tones. Oh, really? Yeah. If you go back and listen to, I can't remember what the exact one is, but it's it it's really beautiful. Everything that circles, like everything is foreshadowed, and like the opening scene, there's a news thing of the uh, snake that shows up later on, and it's gotten out, it's broken free. Huh. Mm-hmm. It's everything is foreshadowed and circled back to. It's just a like a perfect movie. It's so good, and RRR is good too. Whatever. But my vote so you, is to bullet you, did train. You, okay, I was about to ask if you had voted or not. But um, I caught by your monologue that it was going to be bullet train. Um, Crawford, are you are you uh, are you dancing around this one, or are you pretty sure? Are you I, setting your I feel here? I feel pretty confident about mine. Okay, which one are you picking? Uh, like a bullet to the train. Uh, we're we're going with Brad Pitt and Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh Woo! wow! Yeah. Uh, the even scene, after the scene where. Tangerine uh, is just keeps talking about Thomas the Tank Engine. It's <laughs> so awesome. I love that bit. Uh, yeah. And he keeps. Oh, what's the bad tank engine? What's the diesel? diesel. Yeah, you're a diesel. I was like, ah, oh, I love it. I was calling people diesels for weeks. Um, when I bet you weren't. When the other assassin just is about to get on the train. And just randomly starts attacking Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's character throughout of just constantly being confused. Of just like, yeah. he's not the typical 
action hero that you think of that's cool, calm, and collected, and just delivering witty lines, and, you know, like, being so yeah. suave. He's just like, I genuinely don't know what's going on. Why do you guys hate me? Um, I'm not a diesel. You're a diesel. Yeah. Uh, I thought that movie was so fun. The rewatchability of it, I think, is very high, and... That's kind of where I'm getting to now in the decision-making process because I think all the movies, obviously we're talking about the top 10, they're all going to be good. But as we get more and more narrowed down, they're all going to be excellent movies. So to me, it's going to come down to which one I think I would watch more often moving forward. And right now, I think that's going to be Bullet Train. Okay. Bullet Train goes, uh, goes on to the championship round. Next matchup. Ooh, this is a good one. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent versus The Atom Project. This one's not hard for me. This one's not hard for me because I love The Atom Project so much. And I enjoyed The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It was a fun movie. But The Atom Project is darn near close to a perfect movie. So my vote is for The Atom Project. And I would like one other person to please vote for The Atom Project. So... The Advanced versus Bullet Train. As I didn't get to talk about it earlier, and it was my number one... Here comes me talking about the unbearable weight of massive talent. This movie is so good. So fun. And as a Nick Cage fan, it's it's the movie I didn't know I needed. But once I saw it, knew I deserved. And he does a great (laughs) job of playing a character. He's playing a character that is based on him. But he he does it so very well, and I love Nikki, the young '80s version of him. That's just outrageous and insane. And I love that they played into the fact that Nick Cage has become this cultural icon for being nuts. Right? There's few actors I think that are so divisive that one he's in everything, two he's made fun of everywhere, but he also kind of leans into it. He has an insane personal life, and he also sometimes makes amazing movies and sometimes the worst movies you've ever seen. And it's normally that one, but sometimes they're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And if you want to know what I'm talking about, go listen to our Nick cage bracket that we also did. Um, No, don't go that far back. (laughs) The audio is too too early. It was too early. We didn't know what we didn't know, but I do know this, the unbearable weight of massive talent is the best movie of the year. Followed Dude. maybe only by Paddington 2. <laughs> which is a joke you would get if you saw the unbearable weight of massive talent. I'm pretty sad. I really wanted a bullet train. Adam Project. There's still hope. A match. You, you, sway, sway, your, sway your Drew Allen over here. He gets to be the swing boat this time. This There's no one. The power. Um, listen, I think we know where this is going. Uh, I generally that's only, don't. That's oh, you don't. Okay, well, I think it's interesting. We got two movies with kind of the same premise of a character playing another character. Uh, and in uh, Adam Project, it's a little kid playing a young Ryan Reynolds, and in an unbearable weight, it's Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage, which is really interesting and meta. And there's no other. You're right, Crawford. There's no other character that could play that other than Nicolas Cage, uh, and he does it to a T. And Adam Project is great, and that little kid does a phenomenal job being a young Ryan Reynolds, but he's still a kid actor. And I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means. Was he great? 
Was he, he doesn't yes or no? get my vote. And the unbearable weight of massive talent does get now, my I want vote. You to, I want you to explain. What was, that, what was that point you were trying to make? He was great when he was only a kid actor. He's just a kid actor. What does that mean? You're uh, saying you hate kid actors? I'm yeah, I think all kids are terrible, and they don't get my vote this time around. We were going to get two Ryan Reynolds movies in the finals. Two movies that Ryan Reynolds appears in, even if it was just for two seconds in the other That's one. That's true. What's his That's name true. in Bullet Train? Carver. Carver. <laughs> I want the Carver. Uh, I asked for the Carver. That's uh, that's tough. That's tough. The fact this 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 is insane to me. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. That's okay. That's okay. It's all good. It's okay. All right. So uh, seeds one and seeds two make it to the championship round because we don't like fun. I guess no upsets <laughs> here. You know. <laughs> uh, bullet train versus the unbearable weight of massive talent, guys. I'm with you. That the unbearable weight of massive town is like a fun movie. I don't know if it's a good movie. Bullet <laughs> Train's a phenomenal movie, and I will lose my mind if Bullet Train does not win this matchup. I will lose it. I would like Somebody to provide be with me on Bullet Train. I would like to provide this opportunity to let anybody else who wants to sub in Top Gun Maverick in for <laughs> the unbearable weight of massive talent. Come on, man. I let him, like I let him hit the brakes the and let him fly right by. <laughs> I would like to offer the same deal, but for see how they run. No uh, one did like, on that. Uh, no one did it. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. So I, yeah, I've said my piece. Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. It's fun. It's a meta Nick Cage movie. I get it. But Bullet Train is the obvious answer here. It's laughable that the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent made it this far. I feel like the more I say that, the more it's going to push you to into. Just trying to spite me and claiming it to be the winner, so I I give I concede I concede my point. I sit down. You guys, which uh, which movie do you pick? I think in a world where biopics are coming out and biopics are coming out, and they're they're just all biopics and biopics. Well, I say it either yeah, way, both of them, because I've heard it both ways. Reprise. I say biopic, and everybody else says biopic, so I just. Say them both because I refuse to have the verbal equivalent of spinach in my teeth uh, floating out on the internet. So, in a world where biopics are coming out all the time, and I don't think they're very good, the fact that we had a movie about Nick Cage that wasn't really about Nick Cage, where he got to play a character that Nick Cage would play in a movie that is not real but seems like it is is an amazing original storytelling device that could only be done by the singular actor, Nick Cage. And for that reason, for it being so uniquely a standalone movie that I don't think can be done by anybody else and won't be done like this ever again, that is the best movie of 2022. Mm. It's certainly the most unique movie of 2022. And, no chance. And Everything I, ever all at once was way more unique. Uh, Come okay. on. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Even RRR. There's a bunch of unique movies that came out in 2022. See how they run was a very unique movie. Should have been in our top I've two. never seen anything like um, it. And I, I, I agree with you, Crawford. It, it's See how I'm trying to win him over. <laughs> See how they run. With, with, with bold-faced it's lies. <laughs> I'm here for it. I will take bribes. Uh, the Unbearable Weight is a... Very fun movie. It's a very unique movie. Nobody else could pull it off like Nicolas Cage. 
And I don't think there was anything wrong with it. I don't think they did anything. There's no bad characters. There's no bad acting. It's so interesting. And Bullet Train does have Joey King, which does lag (laughs) the movie in multiple points. Oh, no. Whenever she's on the screen, I would like to fast forward. That being said, it's also like the best movie that I've seen in a long time. Mm. Like, Unbearable Weight is an incredible experience that I don't think I'll ever get again. But Bullet Train is the greatest... I don't even know. Is it two hours? Is It It feels so fast. It just runs through so much. And everything's foreshadowed and circles back and comes back and plays a factor later on. Lemon and Tangerine have the best dynamic. There's so many good cameos. Oh, my gosh. Ryan Reynolds shows up as the Carver. Channing Tatum shows up as Busgoer 37. Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats shows that up. That rapper. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Who are you talking about? Bad Bunny? The Wolf? Bad Bunny. That's yeah, yeah. Just everybody comes in and crushes it. How about barring one? Sandra Bullock? Yeah, as the voice for most of it. Michael Sheen comes in as the White Death. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon's what I said. Let me finish. <laughs> Michael Let Sheenan. Finish. <laughs> Sheenan. Um, Hero God. from Heroes. Yeah, yeah, Heroes in it for a hot yeah. second. The girl, uh, the girl from um, the Boys. The Boys. Yes, yeah, what's her name? name. Mm-hmm. She's in it. She Nico. has. She can speak. Did we know that beforehand? <laughs> Did they teach her how to speak for this movie? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Yeah, gah. it hurts me to say, but I my vote is going to go with Bullet Train. I know it's the first seed. I know it's... <laughs> I got so excited I knocked everything over. <laughs> I know it's the first seed. I know it's anticlimactic, but it's just a better movie. It's the best movie. It's the best movie that came out in 2022. We have a winner. The winner is Bullet Train. Bullet Train is objectively the best movie of 2022. So, I I don't use this often because I think people are stupid. But I want you to know that the Rotten Tomatoes score for Bullet Train is 54%. The Rotten Tomatoes score for Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent is 87%. What are the audience scores on both of them? I think those are, uh, I don't know. The audience score, the audience score for Unbearable Weight is also eighty-seven, and the audience score for Bullet Train was seventy-six. So beat it in critics, beat it in audience. Everyone else agrees think, with me. The rest of the world agrees with me. I, I think if anyone else agrees with you, they're insane. Um, before we wrap up, movies in twenty that came out in twenty twenty-two that got votes but missed out. The Batman got votes uh, by two of us. The Gray Man. Spirited, Don't Worry Darling, Violent Night, Enola Holmes 2, Weird, The Al Yankovic Story, Banshees of the Inisherin, Jackass Forever, uh, the John Wick trailer got a vote from Drew Crawford. That was the best. Elvis. That was the best few minutes of cinema that's been created in the last decade. Yeah, I thought you might say that. Um, So we had 22 movies that got a vote as we each tried to narrow it down to our favorite, our top 12 um, pretty good year of movies, guys. Yeah. Pretty good year of movies. I can't believe that uh, Black Adam didn't make it up there for you guys. That amazing, that amazing movie, Black Adam. 
you know, that we all that we all thought was so good. Or Hocus Pocus two. That wasn't that wasn't moving the needle for you guys. Death on the Nile, or what I like to call See How They Swim. It's <laughs> a pretty solid joke. Pretty solid bird. Uh my my I ran the numbers for my team, and IMDb gives Bullet Train a 7.3, while Unbearable Weight only got a 7.0. Yeah, I checked my sources. Why do you think I gave you the Rotten Tomatoes ones? 65% hey, I got a question for y'all. Google reviews for Unbearable, 72% for Bullet Train. Children, children, please. I have a question for you. We've talked about our favorite movies of 2022. As we wrap up, what was the worst movie you saw this year? I have one. I have one immediately. What is it? It's Morbius. Oh, I didn't even <laughs> see that one. Morbius yeah. is the worst movie that's come out in a long time. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I saw Amsterdam, and I wish I had not seen Amsterdam. I put that below The Secrets of Dumbledore. Uh, wow. Whatever that movie is called. I did not enjoy Amsterdam at all, and I think no. I just really, really wanted to. So the yeah. fact that I couldn't even like will myself into liking it means that I know that it was very bad. Fantastic Beast and The Secrets of Why Did I Make This Movie. Uh, that was a big letdown, and ugh, <laughs> Amsterdam. I'm with you. I wanted it to be good. I just, I so wanted it to be good, um, with such an all-star cast, and it wasn't. The other one that I thought was fine, but really kind of a letdown for what they could have done with it was Lightyear. Yeah, that's I forgot about Lightyear. I thought it was, I thought it was fine. And there were parts of it that I was like, oh, okay, that's kind of cute or good or whatever. And then most of it, I was like, oh, why'd you do this? Well, listener, thank you for sticking through another Bracket uh, episode as we uncovered the greatest movie of 2022. Uh, Join us next week as we do, I don't know, something different on Not the Podcast YouTube.